Welcome back to another podcast from the Association for Materials Protection and Performance. My name is Ben Dubose, and I'm a staff writer with Materials Performance Magazine, also known as MP. Today, in the latest episode of our ongoing MP interview series, we're continuing our latest series spotlighting many of the newer technologies designed to assist with the war against corrosion. In late April, as many of you are likely aware, we announced the 2021 winners of the MP Corrosion Innovation of the Year Awards Program. These winners, which you can read about at materialsperformance.com, were graded and judged by a panel of industry experts across numerous fields and sectors within corrosion control. Over the coming weeks and months, we're inviting each of these winning groups onto the podcast to talk a bit more about their innovation and how they think it can potentially change the corrosion industry in the years ahead. So on that front, with us today, we have Solveig Perrant, Tristan Servines, both of Heuristech, and Dr. Armero Castaneda-Lopez of Texas A&M University. As you may recall, these groups were recently honored in the Corrosion Innovation Awards for their differential reflectometry mapping technology, better known as DRM, and that's what we're going to be discussing today. Folks, welcome to the podcast. Um, I think a good place to start, if each of you would just introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your career in the industry and your role where you are right now. Tristan, we can start with you. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Ben. So I graduated from Arithmetier uh, Paris Tech, which is French engineering school, before being drawn to research in uh, material science and, of course, especially corrosion. Mm. I joined uh, Texas A&M University and uh, Dr. Homero Castaneda's research group as a grad student. And then, and then we we carried on by um, after the research that was done uh, in the lab by uh, creating Euristech, which is a startup company dedicated to to serve the industry with uh, this new technology uh, DRM. Solveig, you can introduce yourself. Yes, <laughs> my name is Solveig Parent. I graduated from a top-tier French business school, after which I started working in sales and marketing in a big corporation. I then seized the opportunity to join the adventure and co-found Euristech. I bring a, a complementary insight in the managing team where I am in charge of business development. And Dr. Castaneda-Lopez? Sure, thank you, Ben. Uh, well, uh, I want to be short. So I graduated uh, in 2000 from Penn State University. My PhD was in material science and engineering. From there, I uh, spent around uh, 12 years in industry, from uh, uh, water business to oil and gas, everything uh, or every time in the corrosion areas as an uh, expert or as an engineer. After that, then I joined National Lab, which was uh, uh, Battelle Memorial Institute, also as a principal research scientist. And from there, I joined academia. So I think finally I end up uh, having my uh, my area and my expertise uh, in a in a place that I enjoyed the most. So I joined academia in 2010 in Akron University, and from there I uh, moved to Texas A&M. Currently, I am the director of the National Corrosion and Materials Reliability Lab in, uh, at uh, Texas A&M University, and also I'm associate professor in material science and engineering. Thank you. Thanks. So let's talk. 
a little bit more about DRM. And for the sake of our audience, not everyone is going to answer every question. I'm going to let each of these three jump in whenever they think a certain question is sort of in their wheelhouse, if you will. So I think an appropriate place to start as it pertains to DRM, just tell us about it. What is it? How does it work? Basically give us an executive summary, if you will, of this technology that you all developed and what it does within the overall field of corrosion control. That sounds good. So uh, the good thing is it's pretty simple. So the way it works is uh, the following. Um, it's electropulses that are sent into the pipeline systems, which act as a very nice waveguide for this type of signal. And uh, the locations of the defect uh, are worked out with the time delay of the signal reflection. So it's very much the same principle as the radar. So this way, our innovation, it's, it's really about using uh, reflectometry of uh, electric, electromagnetic waves to detect and locate any coating holidays, delaminations, and other defects. And so this, this represents a true paradigm shift regarding uh, pipe corrosion inspection. So what are the end applications here? Tell us a little bit about the end users of this and how this is potentially put into practice in the field. The, um, the most important end application of uh, the technology GRM is as a complement to legacy pipeline coating assessment techniques. For electrical utilities, oil and gas, heating networks, this technology allows them to have a precise knowledge of their, techno of their network state. Thanks to heuristic technology, we want to change corrosion management from being reactive to being more preventive and even predictive. So what was the driving force to develop this technology? What was it? Well, I guess a good place to start is if you could explain, number one, how long you've been working on this, but also just what were the reasons in terms of the options available or not available on the market that sort of became the driving force for the development of this? So, I'd say in the industry in general, this has been, I mean, a long problem, a long bane of um, of the industry. And um, so, personally, uh, I started to, to to work on this. So, joining Dr. Castaneda's lab. So, it was in fall uh, 20, uh, 2015. and uh, the project the project um, it all started as a research project brought to us uh, by a sponsor. And uh, it's really this sponsor, this original sponsor need that uh, that has been the original driving force to develop this technology, because uh, this company has a large sprawling network of uh, feeder pipes, all in a very dense urban environment, which is a very challenging environment to to work in, because of uh, because of the difficulty to access those pipes. Uh, including from the surface, so that means that uh, many legacy methods don't work uh, in this environment. And so um, th this is what uh, prompted uh, the sponsor to like to, to start something new with uh, with Dr. Castaneda and to, to start the project that eventually uh, led to the development uh, of uh, this technology. 
So what were some of the historical limitations? And, you know, we can just take a step back here. When it comes to the detection and measurement of pipeline corrosion, what are some of those challenges historically? And how does DRM specifically overcome those? Sure. Uh, uh, the thing is that uh, historically, I remember since 1996 that I joined my PhD program. So I, uh, my thesis was related to uh, location of uh, defects in pipelines. So since then, uh, the issue of the pipelines uh, that do you use for transportation of assets in terms of oil, gas, or any other asset is because of the fact that once you set up the pipeline, you cannot see it. So it's an indirect uh, asset uh, or uh, a remote asset that you cannot have access. Accessibility is important to see that uh, once you set up the pipeline, you have no idea what is going on with that pipeline. Then uh, since 1996, again, I remember that I joined uh, and I uh, started the PhD program by looking at ways to detect or locate that uh, any event or any issues in the pipeline. So the, the problem since then has been uh, the, the soil also, the soil that is the media that uh, uh, attacks or corrodes the, the asset, the metallic asset, regardless of uh, you have a coating, coating or uh, protection or not. So since then, we uh, uh, many technologies have been uh, developed and they are uh, good. However, there are some issues still that uh, we couldn't detect basically because of the uh, the soil conditions. The soil conditions are very uh, complex. And one of the ways that DRM was able to overcome all the issues that historically have been uh, existed is the fact that you, as uh, Tristan mentioned before, you, uh, you put a, a, a signal on the pipe and the signal goes all the way to the pipe but the pipe is interacting with the soil. So at the same time that you are considering the soil, you are avoiding the soil to measure the any issues in the in the pipeline. So the development has been through years. And uh, uh, the, again, DRM is one of the technologies that we believe that uh, is uh, one of the answers to overcome any issues, specific issues in the in the pipeline community. Again, is complementing what is existed. There are many in, uh, survey uh, techniques and uh, inspection tools that allows you to see what is going on with the pipeline. But this is, uh, uh, as, as Tristan uh, mentioned, this is a paradigm shift because this is a new way to inspect and also the overcome is uh, very so successful so far. So what type of field testing has there been specifically? Can you tell us a little bit about uh, the results to date that you've seen from using DRM? Yes, and of course uh, we have to be careful to respect uh, some uh, confidentialities sure. uh, concerns, but basically um, early field testing um, could be started as soon as uh, so 2016, and so we had uh, with uh, correlation between uh, in, sp in specific uh, uh, in specific um, sections of the network correlation between indication given by DRM and indication that could be 
uh, obtained otherwise. And then uh, with the success, uh, with this initial success, we could um, we could uh, we could uh, capitalize on this and uh, conduct larger large field uh, large scale testing that and those uh, were good validations as well. And so from from then on, the, the rest is history of um, of uh, successful feed validation of increasing sizes and scopes and repeated incremental improvements from uh, this field experience to to optimize uh, to optimize the the entire process from the data collection to the to the data. Uh, processing uh, analysis and interpretation and then the decision science the, the decision making from those indication uh, for the, the best management of uh, of those assets so dr castaneda lopez we already touched earlier about how heristack and AM are working together and where the lines are if you could just for anyone that's sort of confused on the outside and wondering, well, not so much how this came to be because you explained that earlier, but where is the relationship now? Specifically, what's Heuristec, what's Texas A&M, and what is this overall collaboration like? I see. So uh, basically, Texas A&M is uh, uh, helping. Not it's, it's an of course an educational institution, an academic institution. So uh, primarily, we are uh, we care about the students' uh, uh, preparation and uh, knowledge, uh, but at the same time, that, uh, as uh, Tristan mentioned, we have opportunities to do research. So it's a very uh, good uh, way to uh, see that the uh, research that we have it can be useful. So what we do is in the text name we uh, help. Uh, if there is any good uh, uh, research that uh, uh, had a, a good overcome, a good application, and a useful application for for uh, uh, for users, so what uh, AM is helping is to uh, uh, or encourage to open a, a, a business or a startup company. So that's the the, the beginning from uh, from AM standpoint. But now, since I th we believe that this uh, very mature, the company is not only a, st a startup in, in the in the sense, but also is a mature company that can be can have their own legs. So we just uh, there to support like uh, intellectual property, so uh, things that uh, uh, maybe technical. But we believe that now the relationship is uh, mature enough that uh, uh, heuristic is uh, taking uh, their own steps their own uh, uh, future and the uh, A&M is uh, there still to, to uh, help with the uh, uh, IP and because was the, uh, the, the the location where the technology was uh, conceived. Of course, Tristan was the main and the most uh, important author. So again, the uh, text A&M is just to support in some uh, areas, but uh, I think heuristic is uh, uh, it's mature enough to continue the journey to uh, really solve uh, interesting and unique problems. So now that this is commercially available, what feedback have you all gotten in the first couple of years that this has been on the market? Yes, of course, let's talk about the client feedback. 
the first reaction of our clients is happiness uh, about the visibility they gain on their network. Um, it's a bit like they get eyes on a threat they have been so far blind to. Uh, what's more, uh, they are impressed with the accurate coating defect location DRM can provide. It allows them to cut to a minimum the excavation costs. In fact, they are so satisfied with our technology that they want us to train their crew to perform DRM data collection, while Heuristic will still be in charge of the analysis. By doing so, we will be able to expand the use of our maintenance tool to the totality of the network. Generally speaking, it is extremely important for us at Heuristic to be very attentive to client, client feedback, whether from field crews regarding um, operational aspects or from corrosion department regarding um, data display and interpretation. It is our priority to really tailor our service to best fit their needs. So are there any changes, updates, modifications based on the feedback that you've gotten or any tweaks that you want to make to this going forward? Are there any modifications coming to this technology over the next few, I suppose, months, years, whatever it may be? So the so some of the new directions uh, we decided to go. So th that includes working on the the modularity to make it as simple and practical to use in the field for the data collection part. So I mean, <laughs> um, th th that's that's not really a change in the technology itself, but more in the the way you you know it is used uh, practically in the field. And uh, because we, we, you know, we have one foot in the lab in the in the conference room, but at the other foot is firmly in the field. And so it's not just about having nice science. You also need to have nice tools that uh, that are very easy and practical to use to make a technology a very successful tool for for the industry. So. While we don't expect much to change on the on the theoretical part of uh, the technology, one thing that uh, well, another thing that uh, we want to to also develop as our library of successfully excavated defects grow. So this library is going to be very useful to us to. To so uh, at the same time uh, make our modeling uh, library as rich as possible, but to open the door in the future for possible uh, machine learning uh, um, for the for machine learning uh, development, uh, we need a very very extensive library, and uh, so we are we are building it uh, as we speak to. To be ready uh, to to open that uh, that new direction. Mm -hmm. I think this is really good insight for any of our listeners that want to find out more information. Well, certainly on our end, you can go to the MP Innovation Awards website, which has the full application from Heuristic for the uh, well, what became their successful award, and has lots of background details. But for any listeners wanting to get even more information than that, uh, where can they get it? This can certainly be your website, any contact info for you all. 
Um, just as we wind down, what are the ways that listeners can access more info about DRM? Yes, uh, indeed. Please do not hesitate to check our website at uistech.us or contact us at the mailing address contact at uris.tech. Thank you very much. Thanks for joining. Well, Thank this you. is where we will wrap up on today's show. If you want more info, of course, they just mentioned where you can find it with Huris Tech and Texas A&M, but you can also check out the AMP website, the ampp.org. You can also visit materialsperformance.com and, of course, the awards website, which has information specific to DRM and other technologies that were judged to be finalists or, in the case of 10 uh, lucky winners, through the 2021 program. With that, we'll sign off. Once again, I'm Ben Dubose. Thanks, as always, for listening, and please come back soon for another podcast episode from the MP interview series.